this isn't about us. No. This is about you serving your ego. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's ego. Yeah. And respectfully, and lots of industries I'm sure are like this, but I think mm. real estate has got to be one of the worst. Yes. Because your value is, is the income, is your, and which is not even, that's not even anything. Because everybody talks about your gross income. Never mind the fact it took you 98% of that income <laughs> to make that. Yes. But, but no one talks about that. That's yeah. not sexy. That's not, it's... It's a GCI. Yep. Yeah. It's all, it's, you know... Units I, and GCI. I used to chase the ROI all the time, return on investment. And over the course of time, that has evolved into what I call return on life. Well, welcome here. Thank you. Tamara. Today, we've got an amazing guest for our viewers today. We've got Tamara Stone, part of the Stone Sister Remax mm -hmm. team. And uh, boy, it's been about 30 years that you've been selling real estate. Is I that know. correct? Yeah. Can we not say that though? I tell people, you know, it's, when I got into the business, people would say, well, how long have you been doing this? And the minute it was one day and one year, I'm like, I'm in my second year. And now people are like, how long have you been selling? I'm like, a long time. Do, don't do the math. <laughs> but yeah. Well, you'd never know it looking at you. Wow. You're thank you. very young and beautiful. No. Oh, thank you. Let's just set it up here a little bit. So 30 plus years in real estate, mm -hmm. you practice with your sister. You run mm -hmm. a team of yep. 11 agents with you. Yes. Yeah. We have 11 plus Shannon and I. And three or four admin? Yep, four phenomenal administrators that help the uh, the machine continue. Okay, and always it seems like you're in the top 50 worldwide with yeah. Remax as a team. Yep. And currently last year you finished up somewhere what? Number I think we were 29th last year. I think we're 24th currently for Remax teams in the world, which is... Phenomenal. It's phenomenal because it's a small community still, population 150,000. So, wow, yeah. wow, incredible. Yeah, thank you. So today we're talking about the return on life. I love this. This is very me. So uh, particularly the phase of life that I'm at now. So, mm -hmm. well, you know, it's interesting because we are both competitive people. We yep. work in an industry that is very competitive, and it is really about hey, how much money can we make? Yep. That's how we get ranked. Really, is yeah, the numbers totally. that we pull off. Yet the return on investment isn't always what it seems or appears to be at the end of the rainbow. Totally. And so, you know, in our short discussion, I've realized that you really do live your life about the return on life versus the return oh, on yeah. investment. So yeah. when you hear return on life or hashtag ROL, what comes to your mind? Oh, my, my saying that I live by, my mantra is carpe diem. So it's, it sees the day and, and it's, I realize life is short. I love return on life. It, it to me just says it's fleeting. It goes quickly. Don't waste time. Don't, don't jack around. Don't plan on tomorrow. Cause you don't know if you'll get it and you know, be wise about it. Be, be careful and cautious. You don't want to be a fool, but, but enjoy life. And I feel so privileged. Honestly, I don't, I, there isn't a morning I don't wake up and go, Ooh, I got another one. What can we do today? And it's it's a pretty nice place to be. So mm. return on life. When you talk to me about that, I'm like, yes. Has that always been for you? Like, so you grew up in a family that was in real estate. So you're yep. second generation, which is really yep. incredible because yep. a lot of people don't want to go into real estate when they've watched their parents oh, totally. go through My it. girls want nothing to do with it. <laughs> Yeah. So was that mantra, like, is that something that came through your parents, your upbringing, or you yeah. just said, this is what I want to own? 
I heard it in probably grade nine. Mm. And in my high school yearbook, I put, you know, you had a chance to write your few sort of things, what you wanted to do and be. I didn't want to be a realtor when I was 17, although I got into real estate when I was 21. But um, I put right on there, Carpe Diem. My first business card in 1995 said Carpe Diem. I have, I'm not a huge tattoo fan or on myself, but I have two tattoos. I say that and laugh. I didn't put Carpe Diem because it seemed a little too cliche, but the words I have are in my daughter's handwriting and it's, mm. it, it means that. It means get out and enjoy it. So return right. on, on life is, is something I'm very passionate about. Cool. So you went through some university or some school, you watched yep. your parents in real estate. Yep. And then what, what made you go, I'm going to do that? Because you said you didn't want to yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do that. I, after high school, I went and modeled, actually. I went to, went to France, mm. and uh, that's, that's a whole different story. But not a, it's not the world that, that one would think of that I aspired to as a 16 or 17-year-old. And knew, you know, I, I grew up fast while I was gone and came back and went, okay, I'm not sure what I do want to do, but I do know what I don't want to do. I didn't want to have a boss. I didn't want to have a ceiling on my income. I didn't want to have to be in one place. I, I'm fidgety and I'm, I'm a restless human. So to, to have to show up at work the same day and do the same thing and eat the same food for lunch every day, I knew all of those things weren't me. So I liked the freedom that I thought real estate would afford me and, and has and continues to. Did you ever doubt that decision early on? Oh yeah, yeah, the five mark five-month mark after I'd gone through training with my parents and they didn't, you know, didn't want me riding coattails and wanted me to go finish. I had two years of, uh, of general arts and they really wanted me to go finish my degree and just said, you'll be better off, just get your degree. If you don't go back now, you probably never will. And they were right and I didn't go back. So I trained with them for six months and then I was set free and I had to make a go of it and didn't, you know, I, I went five months, what was it, five months and four days with no paychecks, didn't sell a single thing, savings long gone, borrowed mm. money from my parents and just thought, okay, it's certainly not as easy as I thought and I knew it wouldn't be easy, but I thought it would be easier and, and I did just about quit and, and just about went and did all the things I didn't want. Went and worked for a developer in a different city with a cold winter and had to be at a certain place for a certain time and had a, a ceiling on my income. And I'm like, well, guess if that's the best I can do, I'll do it. And I, I really thought long and hard about it. I, I'd been offered a job and thought, okay, well, I, I could do this for a bit. But it, it felt like I would have been quitting on myself. Mm. So I didn't. And I came back and, and sort of changed tactics. And previously, I think I'd been trying to, to be a realtor like my parents were. And instead, you know, I was trying to look old and act old and, and you know, be like my competitors. And instead I went, no, I'm young. I'm gonna look young. I'm gonna be young and I'm gonna go after a younger demographic and, and it worked. It's so interesting because my daughter's now in real estate yeah. and she says, dad, I don't want to do it that way. And I go, no, no, this works. I don't I don't care if it works. I am not doing it that Good way. For her. So she's uh, taking her own path and uh, yeah. doing well at it. But it's just interesting. You have to let you have to them go their own direction, yeah. just like you went your own direction. And yeah. success does follow when it's your own. You own when it. It's then. your own. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a you know I'm lucky. I I remember telling mom and dad. I said because we we didn't work. You know we we didn't have a, a team, but we branded as a team because mm. I was so young. I wanted their experience, and I sold them on the fact they wanted my enthusiasm. And um, I remember saying in 1995, we're going to go on the world wide web. We're going to get a website. And my parents were like, oh. No, that's gonna go away. That's just full of dirty stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, it is full of dirty stuff, but I think it soon will be full of real estate. Yeah. So we, we jumped on that bandwagon. We were the first in town to to get a website, and mm. and it was that. It was forging my own path with my parents going. I don't, I don't agree. I don't like this, and and it was just an evolution. It's just mm -hmm. how things have changed. So through the course of time, it's now been some three decades. Yeah. yeah. So there's this thing called change or ingredients of change. And what, what keeps you wanting to change and be at the forefront? Because you've been yeah. strong as an agent early on and you yeah. just kept building and building and building. What keeps yeah. that going? The people, un, I don't want to say underneath us, the people who work with us. Mm -hmm. So our, our agents now, and, and we have two realtors that work with us who started as admin and they mm. had no experience in real estate at all and came in and worked really hard and, and became extraordinary you know from an administrative point of view and then got into the business and and are flourishing are so it's it's seeing i mean we had one agent a few years ago who sent a note at christmas time it gets me kind of choked and he said you know tamara and shannon because you know it was the two of us or is and he said, girls, I just want to thank you. And he said, for the first time in my adult life, I'm able to give my family all the Christmas gifts they want and buy enough food for dinner. And I'm just like, wow. wow. So as long as we have other people who depend on us, you know, I, I, I feel like our, our brokerage is a family. And I want, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to be at a, a spot in my life where my husband says, he's like, you don't have to work anymore. You, you could be down. And I'm like, yeah, but... I want to. I want to do it for them, and I want to, you know, mm. see them succeed and achieve these milestones. And that's an equation for return on life because you're giving yeah. life to somebody else oh. and their families. Yeah, yeah. and and, and brings, it's incredible. That's the joy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seeing them take, you know, epic trips, you know, bucket list trips and holidays, and and pay off mortgages and have babies. You know, we we had somebody who wasn't sure they were going to be able to afford to have kids, and and they've got children now, and I'm just like, oh. I'm not quitting. I'm, I love mm. this too much. What a gift. What a gift to give. Mm. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Speaking of gifts, yeah. are some of your gifts, could they also be curses in your life? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so some of our greatest things can oh, be yeah. a double-edged sword. Anything that comes to your mind that you go, hmm, oh. do I want to share this or not? But uh, Yeah, I have to think. Is there something like that? Not that I can think of, you know, directly. I mean, do, do I love always, you know, there are times where I'm like, okay, I am working really hard. I do, you know, still show up and have to have to be there. And, and there are times where I'm like, really? Like, could I quit? Could I actually stop doing this? And, you know, that sense of there's an obligation with it comes a little bit of pressure of I, I want to keep doing this for them. And honestly, part of that, I think, is probably my own ego. Would they all be okay if I got out of the way? Probably just fine. And, and Shannon, too. But it's, it's that thing where you go, oh, but I need it. That, that's part of my purpose. So yes. that's all I could say. With, with well, you're competitive. You've done well. Yeah. Balance of life, though. 
when you're in that state mm -hmm. and this industry, mm -hmm. how do you keep it all together? And I know you've got a great relationship with your husband. You've yeah. married how many years now? Uh, 24, almost 25. 24, so. 25 years. Yep. You've got two daughters. Two daughters. Yeah. Like to keep that all going and run a super successful business is difficult. Yeah. How do you manage that? My sister. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just needs a Shannon Stone and they'll be fine. It, uh, yeah. It's, Explain. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable and it's, it's funny because I sold for 10 years before Shannon got in and mm. she, like me, really didn't have an, an, an interest in coming into real estate and I hounded her for years. Unlike me, she did go and get her degree and she, she's got a marketing degree and a business degree specializing in marketing and she, she was going to go down that path and you know I, I begged her, I hounded her for years come and join me and come into real estate and you'll, you'll be so good at this and you'll like it. And she's like, no, nah, it's not really my thing. And then one day, which I, you know, I'd finally stopped asking her and I had a two year old and a two week old hmm. and I was back at work because I didn't have somebody who could, who could manage it. And, uh, Shannon said she was living in Calgary. She gave a phone call to me and just said, you know, Tamara, I'm, I'm thinking of maybe moving back to Kelowna and, and what do you think about me getting into real estate? And it was just like angels started singing that, you know, I just went, <laughs> Hallelujah, of course, oh, here we go. that would be really, really good. And mm. our family was nervous, actually. Mm. And we're a really tight-knit family. And we have another sister as well. And mom and dad said, oh, this, this might be tough. You know, I'm a strong personality. Shannon's really easygoing, super smart, but, but chill. And which is, I think, why we work so well. And mom and dad said, well, if there are struggles, we don't want that to affect our family, maybe you know you'll need to have a mediator. And if there are problems, and we we sort of had a whole plan of, okay, if this goes wrong, and like mom and dad trained me, I said to Shannon, I said, well, we, we didn't decide to be partners straight away. She got into the business, and I said, mom and dad trained me, I'll train you, and for six months, be in my back pocket. We'll go from there, and then we'll determine. We'll see. And she brought a whole different skill set and whole different level of calmness and, and ideas that hmm. had been missing. And she got in and it, it's just, it works. So how do we have, I mean, even that first year. So she started in 2005 and that first year I took a month off in the summer. And the next year she took one month and I took one month because we both had young families. Yeah. And I just got back. She had a lot of time off this summer. I just got back from a five-week trip. I got back a week ago, not quite a week ago. Where were you? We went, oh my gosh, where, do, where weren't we? We went to Scandinavia on a cruise. We went on a safari in Africa. And we finished with time in Singapore. Wow. And I didn't even take my work phone. I have two wow. phones, like a double agent. And Shannon ran the whole <clears throat> thing. It, she made it look effortless. I'm sure it wasn't necessarily. I know it wasn't effortless, but but that's how we keep it going. Right. And you know, again, we come from a strong family, so I think in our family, it's family first. She's gonna have payback when she oh, getting her payback. Oh yeah, I know. I don't know. She gets a lot too. <laughs> She's gonna have a whole bunch of time. But it's. Hmm. I think it all comes down to the fact that I have a, a business partner who who respects Amazing. and understands family and yeah. and you know we her boys were home they're they're young so she she had a lot of the summer off to be with her kids at home playing and and really be a, a great mom while they're home and my girls are older they're mm -hmm. 19 and 21 so there's that 
that give and take, and that's how I do it. Because when I'm on, I'm on. Yeah. But when I'm off, I I don't even think about work. I amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's I found that in in people that are very um, good at what they do, they can turn it on and off, yeah. on and off. Yeah. We can put it in boxes. Hundred percent. Slide it over there, and now I can yeah. be present. And uh, that's where it really, I think, works well. You know, there's that yin and yang that you need all the time, which is yeah. Shannon yourself. Yes. But there's a great book, um, Dan Sullivan, Benjamin Hardy have written. Yeah. Who, not how. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of this. It's an amazing book. And it talks about, you know, we always try to figure out the how. Yeah. And rather than trying to figure out the how, find the who. Mm, I love that. Which is really about the return on life as well. Because when yeah. you can give it or delegate it to somebody that, that, owns that yeah. because so often I've struggled with in my own life okay I gotta figure out how to do this and it's just not in my wheelhouse yeah. and you spend so much time and effort and then it's only mm, it's okay yeah rather than finding the who that loves that world yeah. and can make it rock it's so, so true sounds like you've got your who yeah. built in with your sister I do I'm 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 so fortunate it's it's, I, I wouldn't, this wouldn't be the same business. I don't think I'd want to do it without mm. Shannon involved. What's her great, what's her greatest gift? What's her greatest yeah, gift? Yeah, what's her she, superpower, her greatest oh, gift? Oh, she's got lots of them. I would say her ability to not get flustered, mm. ever. She, you know, we laugh and we say, you know, I'm the gas and she's the brakes. Shannon stays calm no matter what. She doesn't lose her cool. I lose my cool. I can become like the Hulk. Do you remember the show when we were kids? Like the, the guy goes green and there's, you know, steam comes out of his ears and that's, and I'm, I'm, you know, there was a, a, a fairy tale or a poem that my mom would read, you know, to all of us when we were kids. Mm. And the one I remember is there once was a girl who had a curl right in the middle of her forehead. And when she was good, she was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. And that's kind of me. <laughs> and you, you, Shannon is just level-headed. And even, you know, she gets mad, but she doesn't ever lose her cool. She, she it takes a lot to, to, you know, ruffle her feathers. And I think that's her superpower because she's calm and, mm. and she exudes that. So people around her are calm and situations right. stay calm. So. so that's her superpower. What's your superpower? It must be something yin and yeah. yang. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excitable. I'm passionate. I'm energetic. I'm crazy hyper. I'm super positive. If you, you, you know, show me a problem, I will figure out a way to solve it, and I'll do it quickly. And I know there is always a way, and that's, you know, I, I, I do that. So it's, I think it's a superpower because I can you know, fix things, act quickly, you know, move fast and do it in a positive way, but it doesn't come without challenges for those that I'm pulling in my wake. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, my husband is actually like Shannon, like calm and steady and level. And in, in my marriage, I'm the gas, he's the brakes. And in my business partnership, I'm the gas and Shannon's the brakes. So it works. We all have a role. We, totally. We all have a role. So it's just taken me until this age to, to figure that out. But <laughs> uh, That's great. Do you ever have fear? And mm. when you do have fear, is it a motivator, a friend, or a foe? Mm, I love that. I friend, was, foe, or yeah, motivator? Or motivator. 
I would I'm say... I'm guessing. I, I have a guess. Yeah. But I want to hear... Is that what you would guess? I'm yeah. thinking it yeah. is, too. It is. And it's, you know, do I have fears? For sure. I think we all do. You know, I was telling you before we started recording of, you know, my daughter's friend in an accident and, mm. and you know, a, a terrible scooter accident. And it terrifies me. Mm. You know, terrifies me for my kids. What do I want to do? Pull over everybody that I see on scooters and, and give them the mum talk about yeah. why it's not safe to double and and take it to, you know, the platforms I have on social media or what have you and really remind people that, hey, we're not invincible. So, you know, that's a fear. You know, I, I fear, you know, I guess I don't really fear you know, the sickness, I would say I fear. I don't fear losing money or being poor. I'm very grateful for that. And having just been in Africa and, and mm. seeing people who live with nothing, like yeah. literally kids are playing with a, a, an old tennis ball and a stick. And one kid has a tennis ball and a stick and 10 kids are running with them, laughing and having the best time. Mm. And I'm just like, huh, they have nothing and they're happy. So, you know, if I had nothing, I, I believe I would still stay happy. But yeah, fear of getting sick or my family and friends getting sick. I'm motivated to stay really healthy and drink a lot of water and exercise like a machine to avoid that. So, hmm. yeah. Can we go to relationships? Yeah, love So it. relationships, I find that some of the, the, the biggest performers, the competitive people, yeah. can sometimes struggle in relationships. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm going to be vulnerable here. I, I would say I have so many acquaintances, yep. but close personal friends because of the business that we're in in real estate, yeah. it sometimes can be difficult to keep relationships because you're just so busy with so many people mm -hmm. and you're acquaintance heavy, but friendship light. Yeah. How do you, how do you see that? How do you make I, that all work? I agree and relate to that 100%. And I think it comes down to, and it took me Honestly, it took until a point where I didn't have to work as much that I could stop and go, well, what actually matters? And I have a great marriage now, but we went through a real mm. rough patch about six or seven years ago. And I had some, some friends. I had my sister and my family who were right. really there and supportive. And, but I didn't have a ton of friends. Mm. And, and most people, when you're going through something like that, what I found is a lot of people stepped back, like it was contagious and just kind of went, oh, mm. I'm just gonna hope you resolve that. And they came back and I went, okay. And I had a few close people who were there and, and sort of surprising allies um, in that, that I'm grateful for. And I learned how to, through that, I've learned to not be perfect right. and to share some vulnerabilities. And, you know, there are people now, I'm much more real than I used to be. So there are some people who are like, I don't know what happened to Tamara, but I, I don't like her at all anymore. And that, I'm okay with that. I don't, everyone doesn't have to like me because I know that I've got some people who are, would be there for me or my family in a heartbeat, mm. would do anything, but I've, I've let them in. Yeah. And I, I didn't used to let people in. I was so worried about being everything to everyone and, and being perfect. Yeah. My house, my appearance, my business, everything. And I wouldn't show any of those flaws or weaknesses or or you know any of that isn't that crazy that we feel that way like i i yeah. i totally relate and um 
this business is so tough on relationships. Oh, it's awful. It's so, so, so tough. Mm -hmm. And um, when we think we're doing it for the family, mm. they go, you're doing it for yourself. Oh, 100%. And my wife would often say, Randy, yeah. this isn't about us. No. This is about you serving your ego. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's ego. Yeah. And respectfully, and lots of industries I'm sure are like this, but I think mm. real estate has got to be one of the worst. Yes. Because your value is is the income is your and which is not even that's not even anything because that they everybody talks about your gross income never mind the fact it took you 98 percent of that income <laughs> to make that yes but no one talks about that that's yeah. not sexy that's not it's it's the gci yep yeah. it's all it's you know units I, and gci yep yeah. And it's it's a flawed program, and and yeah, you, you know, ego gets right in there, and and I would do that. I, you know, I think that was a big problem that Derek and I had when we went through our struggles. I'm like, I've worked so hard for this for us, and, and Derek's like, really? Or did you do it for you? Yes. And and it hurt. It yeah. stung. It was awful. Well, I, I I'd even say, you want me to give up the golden goose? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. I want you to give up the golden goose, Randy. Yeah. But this is our golden goose. I know. Yeah. You know, it's, um, oh man, it's tough. It's so tough. tough. I, I would like to think, and perhaps it's just the, you know, the Mary Poppins and me, but I would, I would like to think that the, the generation after us, the, the next generation coming up through the ranks, I don't know that, that, I mean, certainly there's ego out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get rid of it, but I, I would like to think that that balance is a little better, that there's, you know, someone's purpose, you know, their identity isn't consumed with what they've, you know, achieved or what, what is out on the surface. So mm -hmm. I'd hope, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I really do like to share my vulnerabilities. Yes. And, and as a result, I've, I've got some amazing people close to me that, that I didn't have before. Yeah. So I have a term called in self-induced vulnerability. I have to put myself in vulnerable places yeah. and positions and that's only where I grow. That's so true. Because when you're vulnerable, all your guard comes down yeah. and you need the help of others yeah. or all of a sudden you're exposed yeah. in ways that you would never grow otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's scary. Oh, it's scary. Even, scary. even when you're saying it and I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh yeah, that feeling, it, makes, it gives me a pit in my stomach. And yet yeah. the older I get, the more, honestly, I live for a pit in my stomach. Like, Because yes. that's when you know you're growing and you know that, yes. okay, I'm doing something right here. It's... So we're going to have a lot of real estate agents listening to this, a lot of agents that would love to build a team, a lot yeah. of agents that think that um, team is the way to make <gasps> gobs of money. Yeah. And um, the more that I'm in this business, the more I realize how flawed and fundamentally there's some yeah. massive problems with the way we operate our, our teams and real estate is operated. Uh, what are your thoughts on that when I say that? I couldn't agree more. I, I agree with you 100%. And I think it's, you know, I think as, as, a, you know, as humans, I think we're all looking to be connected. And I think teams were great. And I think, I think there was a place and a purpose because it was a sense of belonging. You know, I think of some of the big real estate companies when they started in the 70s and the 80s and you were part of something and then that sort of was watered down and, and is diminishing in many cases where there isn't that connectivity mm -hmm. and 
I think people looked and went, okay, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on a team so I can learn and, and get a lot of business and what have you. And we have people approach us all the time. And I say, so why are you thinking of, of joining a team? Well, I just want to learn and, 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 you know, make a bunch of money and then I'm going to go off and have my own team. I'm like, okay, fantastic. Like, <laughs> because, you know, I look and think, well, I, you know, that doesn't work. And, you know, I used to do real estate coaching for, uh, for good fellow coaching and mm. was privileged enough to have people open up their, their businesses and their books and, and really have some great talks about, you know, how businesses ran. And there were a lot of people with teams who were ranking on the teams, on these charts and lists and doing well in their office. And then I'd sit down and say, okay, so that's all great. I'm glad you're chairman's or platinum or whatever club level you are. What's your net? And, and most didn't know. And I'll never forget one fellow who we went through and he said, well, I don't even know how to find that. I said, oh, it's actually quite easy. Go to line 104 on your income tax return. That's what you made. And he said, oh, there's a whole bunch of padding in there, like, you know, this and that. And I said, what does line 104 say? And so he read it out and I said, okay, that, that's interesting. So line 104 means you actually made less than the assistant you're paying to help yes. you. And he had no idea. He had absolutely no idea. So when you have a team, I mean, I alluded to it earlier. When you have a team, it's, it's wonderful, it's great. There's, there is a sense of connectivity and, and our agents and our staff, it is like a family. But it does come with pressure. It does come with me checking in going, okay, well, here, we've got an opportunity for somebody. So should it go to this person who's the best fit? Should it go to that person? Because I know they really need money. They haven't had anything. And there's, there's a sense of duty and obligation and, and operating expenses. I mean, this industry is, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. We've got downward pressure from the public, from the world on commissions. And, and we've got rising costs, escalating costs that every time you turn around, there's something new that we should be doing and should be spending money on. And if you're not careful, it's, it, you will lose money in this business. Yeah. And, and that's why the vast majority are out. Yeah. What did they say? 87% of people are out within five years. Yeah. In the last six months, I've been in three separate rooms where there's been the top 50 teams yeah. around North America. Wow. And six months ago, there's a lot of bravado in the room. Yep. And then there was a few people that got vulnerable with their numbers. Yeah. And in that moment, the bravado left the room because, wow. because the egos of these team leads was so great, yeah. they couldn't admit that they weren't making money. And then uh, about 45 days ago, I was in another room yeah. and it was like more subdued. Yeah. And then last week I was in a room in Vegas and there was a lot of pain. Yeah. And um, it's just, yeah, there's fundamentally something wrong right now. We yeah. just can't make this work really well. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm making some adjustments actually on my team as we speak. Wow, good for you. To uh, compensate yeah. against that. And I, I posed the question. I said, we need to find other industries that we can model because we're building this model of, of what we know yeah. and nothing more. Yeah. And it isn't working. So how do we go and find a better way to build team? Because team is valuable. Oh, yeah. It builds community. It's mm -hmm. a lonely business. Mm -hmm. um, you and I are leaders. We want to help people grow mm -hmm. and be prosperous and see their families prosper. Yes. Um, and so there's a need for us to do that more than just the, the exactly. money of it. Absolutely. 
And so uh, there's a real desire and a real need for me to find that. I'm still searching for it. I haven't yeah. found it. I thought maybe you'd have the no, solution I, and the answer for I, me. I would love to. I'd, I'd love it. But, you know, all we can all do is keep our egos in check, is have... That's the key. I wish there was discussion out there for our industry as a whole, not for the public. I think it's ridiculous that we're posting club levels and how much we make i think it's it's embarrassing it's appalling i, mm. I think it's awful to be honest and it's archaic but if if we had closed rooms where there was some vulnerability and you say okay well yeah it looks great on paper made x amount here's how much i'm taking home and could you help me cull some expenses and and be smart about this yeah. so. so i have a question what limits your success or what limits success in our business and i think it's that three-letter word Ego. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Hmm. Yeah. And yet, I mean, open up social media. Go on your reels on Instagram. What's out there? It's, it's ego. Like that's, you know, we're, our, our, the days are getting faster in the sense that we're exposed to, what are we, 45,000 marketing images a day? And, and it's click, click, click. Oh, she's super fit. Oh, he's got tons of money. Oh, that's a fast car. Oh, that's... So it's, it's ego all over the place. And... Yeah, how do you how do you get rid of it? So yeah, so how do we how do we help ourselves? Yeah, find a way out of that, and it takes a leader. Like yeah. we're all followers in most cases. Yeah, totally. It takes a few leaders. I think you yeah. could be one. Yeah, that's kind. Thank you. Um, because of the way you carry yourself, your attitude, yeah. and and even you got to recognize it first, right? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So. Maybe we should do something on that. Yeah, I love that. Well, it's it's thinking of, you know, I'm, I'm looking at some, and, and you'll know them too. I, of course, I'm not going to say names, but I look at, you know, social media pages again, you know, or, or I was going to say newspaper. I'm like, does anyone, do we have those anymore? There was one, one in our office yesterday, and I think it was three pages, a real estate newspaper. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But these mega teams mm -hmm. and teams of, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90, and I'm like, okay, so what's your quality of life like? Like, you know, we have a lot of people approaching us about joining Stone Sisters. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, are they going to be hands-on or are they going to be hands-off? Why are they joining a team? Because they need support and help. Yes. And it's hands-on. And Shan and I, I mean, I think that, and we have, we have phenomenal people who are all really experienced. But I think that was a challenge for Shannon while I was gone. It was all on her. So, tough market, you've got lots of sellers who need a lot of extra love and they want to talk yeah. to the boss. And then you have a lot of agents going, my sellers just want to talk to the boss. So there's, you know, there are a lot of people mm. pulling at you. Yeah. And yeah, to, to change, to get away from ego, to be real, it's a whole, but it would be a whole new, a whole new direction. Okay, so it sounds like they just line up at the door, they want in. Yeah. And somebody has to uh, manage that door. Yeah. And how do you know who gets in and who gets out or who stays out? Oh. How do you know who gets in and who stays out? Yeah. And then what's the process that you do as leaders yeah. to foster that? It's, these are great questions. So how do we know, you know, if someone is a fit for coming to, to join Stone Sisters? Yeah. If the first thing they bring up is what are the splits? What am I gonna make? We have a nice conversation. We're really polite. 
off you go. You know, we ask, so anyone listening is going to be like, okay, I won't bring that up. <laughs> and then, but, you know, if, we like to ask people, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good question to see. Um, I love having our assistant give them a call. I love meeting out at a coffee shop, having something deliberately go wrong. See how they treat people. Because, and I'm sure you've had that too. There are people who, we've had agents who are really nice to Shannon and I and really not nice to the support staff who are actually the ones who are making the whole thing work. Work. And it's the same thing with clients. We have clients who are sometimes horrible to, to, you know, our our gal up in the listing office. And then I'll phone from her phone. So they answer like, what? I'm like, oh, actually it's Tamara. Oh, oh, Tamara, okay. Just like, and it's not different with with realtors. So so that's one way. You know, we do do personality tests. We do demographic searching where we look and go, okay, well, we know we don't need any more of this. And we we could use a little more of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that that old adage of slow to hire and quick to fire. It's, you know, it's really finding the right personality types, disc profiling and that. And then... And then we actually put it to our agents and, and to the office and say, okay, this person has expressed interest. What do you guys think? Because how we, how we work, Shan and I are coaching our agents and are available for them. But, but we want, and, and I said to, the, to everybody when I was going away, I said, I'm going to be gone, like out of service for five and a half weeks. You can't actually reach me. If, if you need Shannon, of course she's here. She's going to be really busy. So if possible, if you guys can go to each other and see if you can, can solve problems. And, and they, they did that anyway. They did it more. And it was, it was awesome. Like some, you know, one of the girls, well, two of our girls just got married. But, you know, a few of them went, went bridal dress shopping in the mm. spring. And, and they're forging friendships within the Stone Sisters family where... There are problems that come up and they go to each other before they're coming to us and that's so it's we're protective of our of our group to to keep that you know we don't want any prima donnas we don't want any hotheads we we try and keep it check the drama at the door yeah you still get some but that's mostly from me no (laughs) so all of these years plus your parents yep um where do you see the future of real estate and the future of an agent in real estate? Yeah. I love it. Great question. I, there's been lots of talk that we will become obsolete, that people you know, can, can just buy a house online, and, and, and they certainly they can. Um, I don't think we will be obsolete. I, I feel that you know, purchasing a home, buying a place to live is, is a huge investment. And I think there are so many factors that, that really matter, that, you know, which direction does the sun come up? I mean, I say it to people all the time, they're coming here from the prairies yeah. and they come to Kelowna and I say, okay, are you, are you outdoor people or indoor? And they go, what do you mean by that? I'm like, do you, do you love the heat? Are you a lizard or not? People are like, I don't know. I'm like, well, in this area, you will bake on your, on your deck, like five o'clock, you will fry. Yeah. And they're like, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. And, you know, here you get a little more wind. And so, you know, I think people need some of that insider sort of intel. Do, you know, real estate commissions are high. They, and I'm going to get fried for saying that people are going to be like, no, they're not. But, you know, we, we keep it fairly secretive, I think, in our industry where it's, you know, and sellers are the ones that are paying the commission right now. Mm-hmm. 
it's not like that everywhere. Nope. Um, but a seller is paying, you know, the transaction fee, which theoretically the buyer's paying half of, you know, it, it comes from the proceeds of the sale. But down the road, will we move to perhaps somebody hiring a person to help them buy and a seller hiring a person to help them sell? Mm -hmm. And I could see that, mm -hmm. you know, quite frankly, I, I could see us going in that direction. You know, Australia has a little more of that with, with their um, auction system. The UK, you, you pay a buyer's agent and, and you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. So, you know, maybe some more transparency on what the costs are or maybe a consultant fee for an agent being involved and maybe the sellers pay more of the marketing costs. You know, I'm not sure, but I know, you know, we've had some beautiful, extraordinarily, you know, gorgeous and expensive homes and we've spent tens of thousands of dollars marketing them. Yes. I don't know that a seller knows that. You know, they look and go, well, commission was 100,000. I'm like, yep, off the top, 50,000 went to that other realtor who's shown houses for four and a half years to those people. And then of the 50,000, 25,000 went to the marketing budget, the video, the drone, the ads, this, that. Mm -hmm. And then we give our broker a bit and you know, you break it all down to the little piece and people go, oh, I had no idea. So yeah. more transparency would be good. We, we actually are really transparent with our sellers mm -hmm. and just say, it, it's a lot of money. I agree. And let me show you where it goes and how that works and why. Yeah. So those are my thoughts, my yeah. two bits. Two bits. Yeah. More than two bits. Yeah, yeah I know. You're like Tamara, keep like, cut it off. <laughs> so Goodfellow Coaching, yeah. I know you went through that and then yeah. you became a coach. Yeah. How valuable was that for your business? And have you had other coaches that you'd say, yeah. Hmm, because of these coaches, this yeah. is where I'm at today. It, we had tried coaching previously, done a little bit, some of the big name companies where you didn't actually get the big name. So, mm. you know, we... I did that too, and I was like, yeah. uh, I want Brian. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 you, you get so-and-so. You get so-and-so, who's like, you And made. how many houses have you sold? This is my problem with coaching, and it's probably my own, my no, own problem. No, I, I agree but, with you. <laughs> you haven't sold any homes. How can you coach me when I've sold thousands? Yeah. Yet, then somebody comes back and says, well, some of the greatest coaches in the NHL uh, never scored a goal, uh, didn't, didn't play in the league. They yeah. came up as coaches. So, eh. it's It's true. I mean, I think it comes down to personality. We, um, we got huge value out of, out of Goodfellow Coaching and out of Ken. So we had Ken. Mm. He helped us, you know, we achieved a milestone that, you know, two years before had seemed, it was like the top of Everest. I'm like, I don't know how we could ever get there. Like, it was hard to even, we certainly didn't say it out loud. Shan and I would kind of indicate to each other, like, <laughs> pretty amazing if we could do that. And then we met Ken. And he said, what's your goal? We're like, don't tell anyone, we like that. And he was like, okay, that's great. And he helped us get there. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, he's like, what's your goal? We're like, we could do that again. He's like, I won't coach you if that's your goal. You, you need to be striving for more. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're not growing, you're decaying. And, and he was really, really good. He helped us get, uh, you know, have an eye on our expenses and be more cognizant of not just blowing the bank on a million things and right. not tracking them. And you know, he helped with, with what other people are doing. He, really, he was a great listener. And he didn't say, well, he would if, mm. if you'd ask, if you'd say, I need help doing this. He'd go, here's something I've heard of. But right. we'd go to him saying, we're this, this, this. And honestly, the biggest thing Ken Goodfellow did was help us. He'd say to us, he's like, okay, girls, 
this is a great business. We're like, yeah, you know, we're getting all this time off. We were each at that point having six weeks or so off a year and good work-life balance, which is really important to us. And, and Ken said, that's really good. He said, the, the tricky thing is, he said, you're running this still like you are a corner store. Mm -hmm. We're like, yep, yep, you're right. And he's like, but you've become a save on foods. And we're going, oh. Oh, I, I guess we have, and we, we really hesitated. We're very frugal. We, we watch every penny. We're, we're cheap. You know, I'll be the one to say it. Other people are like, no, you're frugal. I'm like, no, we're cheap. And so it, he helped us understand we did have to spend a little more to be able to grow, to, right. to attract you know, more team players and, and more people who would come and, and work under this vision that we had and, and helped us get there. And then, then I think we sort of tapped out. Um, you know, we, we got to levels that we hadn't even been able to fathom. And, and Ken helped us get there, and I, I credit him with that. And then we just got to a point where we were ready for another level. And, hmm. and it was time to take a break. So. Amazing. Stop selling, start listening. Stop selling, start yeah. interviewing. Yes. Be the yeah. best interviewer, the best yep. questions in life. Yep just seems to work out better. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay, let's talk about something else. Let's go yeah. away from real estate a little Love bit. It. What's on your vision board? Do you have a vision board? I have an absolute vision What's board. What's on your vision home. board? So vision board is a small house in the south of France. Ah. So what's like, my perfect vision? And I've said this for years and it's coming closer to reality. So in Tamara's perfect world, and I have it on my, my vision board, is is a, a four-piece life. So I have it like a, hmm. looks like a, I don't know, like a Rubik's Cube. And it's uh, work three months and work hard and, and help and be there and, and mm -hmm. do that. Go to the south of France for three months. I want to learn what to months? speak. So, well, that's the thing. I look at it and go, okay, well, maybe this summer's really hot, but, I, you know, if I'm going to work, I'd like to be away for the winter. It's, I'm already at the point where I'm like, I don't want to be cold. So yeah. be gone, you know, go to Hawaii for three months, you know, for December, January, February. Love that. Work March, April, May, go to the south of France for June, July, August, come home and work September, October, November. Mm. I'm like, that's perfect. Love so, that. That's on my vision that's board. That's your vision board, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I really, really like that. It's, I, you know, and I guess I've just gotten to a different stage in life, I, for, for which I'm grateful, but for a long time we had, we wanted to, you know, live in a certain place. And it was like, that's, that's our goal. And it was that lofty goal like Shannon and I had with getting to a certain level. And Derek and I were like, one day we want to get here. And we got there. And it's not a, a big fancy house. We've, we've had the big crazy house full of stuff. And we live in an 80-year-old house in the best location possible. And the house has quirks and the windows fog up because it's got lots of humidity and it might sink and <laughs> all of this stuff. And it's perfect. I love it just the way uh, it is. I don't need stuff. Is Derek's vision board the same as yours? Yeah, we worked on it. Oh, we did wow. them together. Oh, wow. You did it together. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Very we, good. We, we were old school kind of corny. We had some wine and we had a bunch of magazines. And I'm mm. like, hey, what do you want? What do I want? And our vision boards 10 years ago were more stuff. And, you know, I think it's just hitting 50 and going, okay, I like vision is some of these experiences, mm -hmm. like being within 10 feet of an elephant, of an African elephant that is huge, out, not in a, a game park, not in a safari vehicle with a whole bunch of people, but us and these elephants. I'm like, okay, that was good. That was wow. on my vision board. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. 
So uh, more experiences, okay. I would say. And, and honestly, probably even less stuff than I have now. So that's my next question. Experiences or things? Oh, yeah. Definitely not things. Experiences. It's experiences. Okay. It's experiences. And then um, how do you translate those life lessons, those lessons, yeah. to your children? Ah, that's so good. We, uh, and, and we are definitely letting them know. I mean, prior to, or I guess right when we were going through all our marriage trouble, we had built the dream house. This mm. massive, it, was, it won awards, it was a showpiece. It was you know, mm. one of those houses people drive by and go, wow, holy. And as a result, we got further away. I can speak for myself. I got further away from who I am. Because mm. all of a sudden, in that house, and our, our kids were there, but in that house, I couldn't have my grandma's old antiques and the ratty sofa that's just so comfortable. I love it. And, you know, the painting that I did because I'm an amateur, super amateur painter. But I couldn't have any of those things because it didn't fit this perfect mold. And we just got away. I got away from who I was. And we sold all of that and got rid of all of that. And I've got my grandma's mm. antiques and quirky stuff and a threadbare couch that's super comfortable and floors that squeak and our girls watch that and they see how happy I am and how happy we are and they look and go, okay, that's pretty cool. Wow. All these places, I mean, this cruise that we just did before the Africa trip, I mean, it was very opulent, right. it was really fancy, it was lovely. We didn't buy a single thing, hmm. did not purchase anything, left with just these memories going, that was amazing. Right. And then went to Africa where you really, you know, even we had nothing. Had a little duffel bag with a change of clothes. And, and sometimes you ran out of tin beans and, and you had no fuel for your, your gas can to heat it. So you ate cold beans. And you're like, but I'm super happy. Like, this is what I need. So, all, you know, I think all we can do is lead by example right. and, and talk to them about it. And your kids, they have nothing if they don't have you as a unit. Exactly. And that and, was and the that, big thing. It tears you know, families apart all the time, but, yeah. and, and really it's the kids that really miss out on things. And it is. And, you know, I, I learned something good. You know, Shannon, Shannon gave the best advice. Uh, I'll get all choked up, so I'll try to not. Mm. But she said something really, really good. She said, you know, when I was struggling with this, and I'm like, what do you think and what should I do? It was all led by me. And, and I had actually moved out of our house and the whole bit. And Shannon, wow. I said to Shannon, like, what should I do? And when something exciting happens or something scary or bad, I want to tell Derek. And Jen just listened. She, she had no judgment. She just listened. She's like, is there more good than bad? And then she was quiet. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's more good than bad. She's like, so work on it. Work on the good. Wow. And communicate with Derek where it's not so good. But work on the good. And we hmm. do. And it, I credit her. That's deep. It is, honestly, like it, I am so grateful. You know, the thing you hear about it and people are like, well, you know, the grass is greener on the other side. And I say it all the time. I mean, we, half of our business is people getting divorced. And I have all these books and I have all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? The grass is green where you water it. I wasn't watering my grass over there. Hmm. And I thought the grass could be greener elsewhere. And I, I focused on all this stuff that Derek did that drove me nuts. Of course, I couldn't do anything that was imperfect. Like everything on me was fine. But we fixed it, yeah. and, and I won't take him for granted, and I won't take Shannon for granted, because she's the one who helped me, which helped my kids. And we talk about it all the time. They don't like to. Like, my girls are 19 and 21 now, so they were 15 and 18, 14 and 16, 
like, you know, that young, vulnerable age. And they're like, and I'm like, you know, the, the dark time with dad and I. And, and the girls are like, yeah, well. And I'm like, no, it's good for you guys to know that we went through this because it's really, you know we worked through it, but I want you to know how. And the gift that they see, because they're going to have relationships that are going to struggle, to know that for mom sure. and dad are real. Yeah. They struggled with that, and they can now use that in their yeah. own relationships. Wow, powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. You got me choked up here. Thank you. Wow. So, yeah, thank you. It, it's, wow. Yeah, I, I, I tell my clients all the time, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're not doing very well. I'm like, okay, hold the press. I'm coming over right now. We're going to talk about this. And I, and I tell them, and I tell them exactly what yeah. went on with Derek and I. I'm like, it's worth it. It's, it's, if there, and if there's, what a, what a there's, gift that you're giving. What a yeah. gift you're giving. Yeah, and people look at me sometimes and like, you know, and, and some of them, it, it, there isn't more good than bad. And yeah. some of them are so far down the path, they're like, no, we're, we've decided. I'm like, yeah. okay, I hear you. I, I, I respect that, of course, and, and that is what it is. But if there's a glimmer of... But, but really, you know, we, 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 we see this happen all the time. People come out of relationships, they go to a new relationship, yeah. and it's, it's the same stuff, just totally. a different pile, 100%. right? hundred percent. With so half you need the to money. work, like <laughs> yes, with half like, the money. It's really you got to work yeah. on yourself, oh, 100%. and then. So I often say this, you know, you can't love another if you don't love yourself. You have to know who you are. You have to be comfortable in your skin. You have yeah. to love yourself before yeah. you can love somebody else. And and Randy, right there, I didn't love myself. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and and you would have. How loved. could you not love yeah, yourself? Thank you. That's it's. But uh, but but yeah. this is the reality of it. Somebody yeah. that looks like they're all put together. I know. And damn, I looked, myself. I I'm looked, gonna put myself there. Yes. yes. Yeah, I looked super put together. I think I looked more put together then than now. And it no one knew. Hmm. And I didn't let anybody in. It was just I had all these walls up and I was like, Yeah, everything's gonna be just fine. I can just hold it all together. And it's like, but why? Yeah. Because people wanna help. And hmm. and number one, when I was vulnerable with my husband and and admitted all these fears and weaknesses and insecurities and all of that stuff and instead of him criticizing and judging and doing all the things that the guy I thought I thought that's what he would do and he's like you feel like that sometimes because I do too hmm. but I'm like you do we've been married I don't know how many years at that point 18 years or something and it we call it our new marriage like we you know people are like how long have you been married I'm like coming up 25 years but actually it's like five and 20 <laughs> you know wow. it's yeah good for you guys yeah we're, oh. we're lucky we're, we're lucky we made it and we're lucky that we didn't let our egos yeah. get in the way of because wow. there I had a few people in my life who I think were disappointed that Derek and I got back together hmm. and they're like oh yeah you just you caved hey I'm like Mm, I really don't see it that way. Wow. We sometimes misery loves company. Yeah. So. That's yeah. sad. That is, is sad. sad. I know, isn't it? Like, isn't you like reflect on that for a minute? You're like, wow, wow. But yeah. Hmm. Important lessons we're know, sharing. Right? Here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you're like, this is gonna be another thing. What? I was gonna say, what's estate? the most important lesson that you've learned, and you just shared it, I believe. So oh, yeah. thank you for doing that. That yeah. is really return on life. Yeah. That's, it is. That's returned from it the is. past, from it's, life. Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, thank you. Amazing, thank amazing. Thank you for letting me share, because that's, uh, it's, uh, I, I wouldn't have. I mean, five years ago, Tamara Stone wouldn't have talked like this. It's Or, or eight years, yeah. you know, when I was living that perfect, rigid life. And 
you know, I've had people, our managing broker <coughs> here, he t ran into me at the office one time and he said, I, Tamara, can I, can I pause you for a sec? He didn't know what's going on. We, we weren't tight or anything else. And he's like, I'm not sure what's going on or what's different, but you seem really happy. And he's like, you just seem great. And it, I got all emotional and, and got teary eyed. And I'm like, wow, he could tell that, that this is kind of the new me. So. Yeah. Well, we do radiate what we're oh, yeah. vibrating about. Yeah, it's and, true. And we do, we do attract what we want Holy to attract. Cow, so so the, the power of vibration, which is what I shared about yesterday, is the power of vibration and our why. Wow. And when those two come in alignment and our goals fit those, oh, magic happens, magic happens. I agree, I believe And it's it. out of curiosity and imagination. These are the two gifts that were given as children. Yes. Curiosity and imagination. Yeah. And then over time, they get stuffed in a drawer, this and that. We lose our curiosity and we lose yeah. our imagination. And there's a great quote, talks about the poverty of our imagination. Wow. And when you think about that poverty, like think of poverty, you saw poverty in Africa, mm -hmm. yet those kids had an imagination. Oh yeah. But you come to North America, you see yeah. poverty and imagination seems like, well, it doesn't even exist in the, in no the same room. realm. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, the, you know, so. Yeah, you're reminding me, there's a, there's a quote I like that I actually got from one of Ken Goodfellow's coaches, Bill, and it says, get out of judgment and into curiosity. Mm. And it's, it, because I think it's, it's easy, again, I keep referencing social media, but it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, he looks perfect, she looks perfect, this is better, they've got more, this, 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 and it's like, okay, how, you know, how did they get there? What, what makes them tick? And yeah. having that curiosity, whether they're in a really successful place or, or a really hard place, right. being a little curious helps you be empathetic, helps you understand, helps you, you and them get that vibration going. Right, here's my quote on it. When you shut down your curiosity and turn off your imagination, you sabotage the greatness within. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's you shut really down your good. curiosity, turn off your imagination. Mm -hmm. You sabotage the greatness within. Wow, that's beautiful. And it's so true. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Hey, let's, uh, let's shut it down with a, with was, a speed round. Yeah, let's, love it. That's good, <laughs> as we're both like, this is heavy. <laughs> but you know what? Our viewers are going to get so much out of this. Oh, thank so. you for sharing so much. Oh my on, gosh, thank you for the thank opportunity. Thank you so much. So um, let's have some fun. Okay, I'm Fine ready. Fine dining? Yes. Uber Eats? Yep. Or takeout? Fine dining. <laughs> Fine dining. Yeah, experience. Uh, I'm an experienced girl. Yeah. What do you do to let your hair down? Ooh, I just undo the hair clip. <laughs> what do I do to let my hair down? It's I know you're, you're, you're like outdoorsy. I'm super outdoorsy. So I was going to say, I'm like, it's going to sound so corny and cliched. But I, I mean, if I had my way, I'd go to a dance party, go to a disco, mm. dance to 80s and 90s, Euro pop, and just be wild. It's my favorite thing of conferences. Wow. But nowadays, there aren't as many of those. Or my kids would think it's weird if I was at the nightclub with them. And I don't know what <laughs> hip hop even is. So I run. But I run to crazy fast, like I, you know, I go on my Spotify and I'm like, okay, 190 beats per minute Euro pop. And then I get out there and it's my, it's my dancing, you know, along Mission Creek Greenway or what have you. So that's my. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, awesome. I'm very hyper. So I have to, I have to burn mm. this energy off that way. Favorite band? 
Huh, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Again, I'm showing my age. I actually have tickets to go to them next month, so. Where at? In Vancouver. Okay. So yeah. I just came from Vegas and I went to the Sphere oh, and saw you saw two you play. Too. I would love. You have to, to check out the Sphere. It's oh, I've heard unbelievable. It's phenomenal. And I think you two would be amazing to see. I oh, mean, it was just. But even another favorite band that's going to sound so funny, and my eldest daughter got me onto her. Um, I wasn't really into her music until I watched her the little documentary. But Taylor Swift. Yes. I'm a Swifty now. Like my kids <laughs> laugh at me and they're like, Mom, seriously, it's so embarrassing. But I would love, I was on the waiting list, didn't get tickets to her show. Mm. But yeah, hyper fun music that makes you move. Right on. Text, yep. talk, call, or email? Mm. I'd love to say talk, like face-to-face, -face, talk. Okay. But someone's getting me a message, text. Okay. Yeah, because I'm... Cause I'm I'm busy, and I'm, even if it's just that I'm busy in my own mind, <clears throat> get to the point. I'm, I'm an impatient person, so. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one then after that. Yeah. Audible or book? Well, actually, that's going to surprise you. So I really like a book. Okay. So when we were in Africa, it, it, we did a lot of driving. So we downloaded and got through three quarters of Hawaii, which is a 55-hour Audible book to listen to in the car with long days mm -hmm. of driving. But um, it, uh, I read everything from business books to thrillers to romance to medical, you know, medical fiction, historical fiction, all of it. But I actually like a book. I'm like the Energizer Bunny. Hmm. So I wake up, I literally kind of bolt out of bed, go for a run or go do something to burn off some, some energy, run all day, get into bed. I go to bed really early, so I like to be in my bed by 8.30 with my cup of you know, Valerian Nights tea and my reading glasses perched on my nose <laughs> and an actual book. And I read every single night. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I would not have no, thought that. No, everybody so, says and that. And you're, you're up at what time? Uh, about 5 or so, 5.30. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So love I get it. a good sleep. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I, I need my sleep. Yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's funny because I get into bed and, and, you know, my husband and the kids are, are like, oh, mom, here you go. Because I sit in bed and I'm like, Ah, and it's my take out the battery, Yeah, chill. So Awesome. Okay, so trick question, last question. I'm ready. If you were a scratch and sniff sticker, Ooh, so yeah. scratch and sniff sticker, yeah. and we scratched you, what would yeah. we smell? Ooh, I thought you were going to say, what's my favorite? If it was, what would your favorite smell be? I would have said gas. But <laughs> Like gasoline? Yeah. Okay. You know, or that, that would be the, like the one I'd want to smell. Or what was that liquid cement we had as kids? Do you remember the mm. liquid cement did they call? Oh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah, like petroleum. Okay. But what, ah. you know, what it, what would I want to be, you know, a reference or make you think of me? Lemon. Lemon. Sweet, tart, astringent, vibrant. I love so it. That'd be a lemon sticker. A lemon. Yeah. A lemon sticker. <laughs> uh, fantastic. What a session. What a great Thank podcast. You. Oh, and thanks fun. for going deep. Um, so many nuggets there for our listeners to just go home well, and think about and like resonate on. Yeah. And, you know, just settle in on. Yeah. Oh, I hope fantastic. So. It's, well, Thank and you. for me too. I mean, you, you, I love your quote. I love, I, I, I love thinking about. It. I mean, you caught me off guard with a few of these, so it's mm. you know, I will listen to this and and learn from this as well from you. So thank you. Awesome, Tamara. Thank you very much. You bet. That was fun. Thank you.